Alrighty, so we got another one going. It's been a long time waiting, but why not? So, on this easy, breezy Tuesday morning, um, it's Crimson Clouds. It is your host, Marcus, back again. And I've been, like, reading a lot of Junji Ito lately. Um, I've just been on, like, a really weird binge where, um, like, I finally read Uzumaki, and then I just wanted to give, like, everything else a try. I'm still, like, slogging through Tomoe through Tomie I don't know why I think it's just I think it's just the length in general and um I don't know I mean I do like Tomie but it's also just my weird like fucking brain like for some reason I can't like uh burn through 600 pages sometimes and also just how there's no like specific narrative so it's because they're all just like short stories I don't know but anyway um yeah I've been reading a lot of Junji Ito's works um started with Uzumaki and then got into Tomie and then his short story collections, um, Shiver, Smashed, uh, Frankenstein, Venus, Into into the Depths of Venus. I have it right here. Wait, let me check it. Uh, into, <laughs> into Venus. Uh, no, Venus, <laughs> Venus in the Blind. Jesus, uh, that's his latest one. And um, the topic of today um, is uh, No Longer Human. So um, because of it, uh, I've been reading these so much, and they're kind of, like, consuming my life. Uh, each episode is probably going to be a nice little Junji Ito episode. So, buckle up, buckaroos. Um, so, No Longer Human. Um, this is probably the most, um, let's say, left field of Ito's work so far. Um, uh, with No Longer Human, it's ultimately an, a manga adaptation of the second of the second best-selling novel in Japan, uh, No Longer Human by Osamu, Osamu, Osamu Desai, um, and with that, ultimately, it's uh, it's fucking great. It's fucking great. I can't really stress that enough. It's a really good book. Um, it's very compelling, and uh, I just don't know where to start and how to talk about it right now. But um, it's uh, the second best-selling novel in Japan, and it's uh, regarded as uh, Desai's like a masterpiece. Ultimately, it's about um, it's about the main character Yozu Oba, who um, who's very who has no who doesn't feel any connection to anyone in the world, and just doesn't feel human. Get the title now. Um, so it's not uh, it's very much a auto a semi autobiography. I say semi. Because um, uh, even just doing like mild research for it, it seems that um, it seems that there's a pretty specific there's a parallels that can be drawn uh, between the um, narrative and Desai's life up to his um, unfortunate um, suicide, um, and uh, basically the uh, character um, Oba himself is basically a author insert for a uh, design and it follows Desai's life from childhood up to um up to let's say i don't know like mid-adulthood um the for the novel uh, apparently the novel kind of just ended uh the novel wasn't finished until like right after until um manuscripts of the uh, ending was received after um like weeks after like desired um had uh, unfortunately killed himself, and he apparently was a very tortured man. So um, the novel itself it follows the life of Yo- Yozo Yozo Oba, and um, it really is just kind of a portrait of depression. I mean, there's no way around it. It's um, 
it's a pretty hard read at times um from within like the first two chapters um this fictional character just goes through the absolute worst that a human being can go through and over the course of that it just gets worse and worse as the series goes on um um it starts out with him as a kid growing up into young adulthood um getting into various vices and just kind of showing how he navigates life through there uh the various parallels um in the story are things like um let's see uh his upbringing is part of uh this one uh we'll put asterisks by <laughs> but uh various parallels include like his upbringing as part of like a rich family um his uh womanizing his addiction and um the in his uh, penchant for suicide attempts. And unfortunately, um, a lot of that, it's a very triggering book. There's really no way around it. So, I mean, really, if you, like, have any sort of, if you have any sort of feelings that, like, it's not going to be for you within, like, the first couple of pages or even just, like, hearing you talk about it, just definitely don't go for it. But I do feel that it's a worthwhile experience if you feel that you can handle it. But, again, it's um, it's a hard read. So... Um, initially, uh, let's just get right into the good things. Um, uh, Junji Ito, um, he's the, uh, he's the horror icon in the manga world. He's a fucking genius. He's so great at everything he does that, um, getting into an adaptation, the getting the seeing him adapt a nonfiction work was kind of shocking. I didn't think he'd fucking do it, but, um... Yeah, so when I uh, got into it, um, I was just like, all right, let's just see what happens. It was recommended to me by a guy at the uh, comic shop I went to, and he was like, yeah, like, just be just be aware, it's insanely depressing. Like, all right, I'll give it a shot. So as I'm, like, reading it within chapters, it just gets fucking hard, but um, for, the, uh, for the adaptation itself, um, Junji Ito basically... Um, he has ultimately, like, no issue, like, having to, um, he basically, uh, this is just him, like, flexing his skills as a, um, artist. Um, the entirety of the novel, the entirety of the novel is basically just, like, the script is, like, already written, so he's good there. Sure, he does have, um, he does have to, um, do various things to kind of translate it to a manga, but... Um, this is kind of where his, um, where he's not just seen as a great horror artist, but just as a great artist in general. And it's a fucking amazing read. Like, Ito is able not just to create very disturbing, um, frightening imagery, um, but he's also able to create these, uh, very beautiful, like, these very beautiful images of just, um, they just bring nothing but like joy. There's uh, one scene in particular when uh, Oba's riding through a uh, field of cherry blossoms, and I wish it was in color because it looks so good, even just in black and white. And I'm like honestly hoping for a, a color re-release of this at some point because I'm definitely gonna get it. But um, yeah, a lot of it. Um, this is just kind of Junji Ito, um, like flexing his skills as an artist. And it's a very, very, and it's just amazing to see the things that he can create um, just from translating the words to visuals. Um, a big part of it is that um, Desai, that not Desai, um, Oba, and sorry again if I like flip flop between saying Oba and Desai. I mean, they're essentially the same person. It was a, <laughs> he's an author insert, so I don't feel bad for saying it. But anyway, um, but there's a, a big a critical part of it is that Oba 
has aspirations to be a painter. Like he, he has aspirations to be an artist. And he's able to create these really ghoulish, but just he's re he's able to create these really like ghostly, ghoulish figures that um, that enamor people. And Ido perfectly like captures that exact sense. Um, even just from the um, cover art, you can see the exact tone and vibe that's captured by it. And it's just throughout the entire series. And it's just, uh, it's just such a fucking gorgeous thing to see because Ito, while he can draw like really frightening like body horror, he has his handle on ghosts that's just so great and you get that like ethereal, like creepy supernatural feeling from all of it. And that's kind of, I feel like the only reason why I feel like it'd probably never get a color release is because the way they're drawn with the um, heavy black inks and everything, I don't think it'd probably translate that well to color, but you never know. It could be fucking phenomenal. I mean, I guess that's part of it. You get to like really see like how these things came to be. And I feel like Ito was like one of the only people that could probably effectively um, communicate that strange horror to these. I mean, uh, again, I haven't read the book, so I don't know if that was actually a part of it. It might have been more like beautiful things, but you know, um, that's something I'll probably have to look at in my own time. But anyway, uh, so um, as Ido um, goes about adapting it, there are like certain changes and things, but overall, the story um, kind of follows the exact same beats. Again, I'm going from a very like short Wikipedia summary. The story follows the exact same beats. It's um, it's about Oba, who's a young man who doesn't feel any connection from, um, who doesn't feel any connection in the world or to anybody. He doesn't feel like he's human. Um, one of the very first um, scenes is him as a child eating, and um, in fact, he doesn't like to eat. He doesn't, he can't taste food, and that's quite honestly a very, very specific sign of depression like not being able to like taste food that's like a very like severe sign of like a mental illness if not depression and it just kind of um continues from there and it's it, it's really hard to read because because my own like um connections to it but um it's insanely compelling because you want to like experience this and it feels so personal because it is it's not just about um, like, hey, let's just look at this guy go through like all these terrible things, but it's about, hey, this is like what someone has actually gone through. And that's the hard part about it is that as you're, as you're reading it, there's various points where you or I specifically have like definitely felt like that exact same thing. Um, I, I probably haven't talked about it here, but I suffer from depression. And so um it has manifested in various forms throughout my life and um even just reading this novel um it uh, kind of became a lot more apparent um some things about myself that i probably didn't know or already knew um one such example is um just how um one such example is how oba um constantly like smoked cigarettes he smoked like a fucking chimney despite the hells reeking on his body. And a big part of that was because cigarettes helped him feel normal. They helped him feel something. Um, and this, along with sex and eventually, and very unfortunately, drugs, he just kept chasing various highs and made him feel good. 
and the like saddest part about it is that um the saddest part about it is that oba wasn't exactly a good person he was tortured yes but he also like at times he was cowardly he was he was selfish he was just he had he had a capacity for cruelty that he had a capacity for cruelty that was honestly just enhanced by the fact that um he had a mental illness um, something as simple as um, being called a liar or being a, or having a facade seen through um, made him go into an almost violent rage at an early age. It, instead of like finding ways to healthily like work through those emotions and that process, he lashed out. And the bad part about it was that's kind of how it is. You're not really sure like what's the illness and what's the actual person and it's all just so so very sad and throughout the entire series I can't really tell you why I kept reading it even though it was like affecting me to some extent but it was just it was just compelling not in any sort of like awful like misery porn thing but because you wanted to hold out hope that Oba at some point would get, that Oba would at some point find a way to like cope, that he'd be better, that things would change for him. And the way, it, and honestly just knowing the um, story, not honestly just knowing how the book came about, it was kind of obvious it would never happen, but there were hopeful spots. There were spots where he did find and attain happiness, but it was short-lived either through either through like his own either through his own actions or through the fault of others and that's the thing it's a deeply personal story that anybody can relate to it's a story that not just people that have a depression or mental illness can relate to but it is a story that honestly transcends like cultures and even just the story that transcends cultures and even just time like even though it's set in 20th century Japan, um, even though it's set in 20th century Japan, it's definitely there's a lot of things that are still relevant even today. Um, <laughs> not to get into all that, but um, all in all, the biggest um, like a. But again, why did I keep reading it? It, it was a fucking page turner. It like it really was at some points morbid curiosity like to see what the fuck else he could go through but there were like there were hope spots when he committed to the idea of being an artist when like when the, the prediction that he'd be a great painter and he'd be recognized came true it felt good it made me feel like something like that could happen to me that like the bad shit that I've gone through like will have a purpose at some point and um, unfortunately, the way the story went, um, a lot of it kind of like always went left at some point. Things always just kind of took a turn. Um, but um, even even to the point where we know how it ends, um, it was something that I couldn't put down, and I love the book for it. I love it because it was a very well written book. I can't like I really can't express this enough. I'm probably just rambling at this point, and it's just, I'm, I'm definitely just rambling, because I don't have my thoughts together, I don't have any notes, <laughs> I'm just kind of going off the cuff, and I mean, that's not anything different, but anyway, um, uh, so uh, let's just kind of start going into like the things I really wanted to talk about, um, 
even though it's already been 15 minutes <laughs> um but yeah uh so as the series kind of uh, not the series as the as the manga kind of goes on it gets to um a point where um Os- or uh, oba eventually goes to a mental hospital um not by choice of course but um he goes to a mental hospital and it's a great deal of shame and this and that and he who's he meet of all people he ends up meeting uh, Os- osamu desai uh, who is the author of the book and yes it's a merger of the fictional and the reality and um and that's actually um something inserted by ito himself and i'm gonna actually get to that in just a second and uh when he meets um when, and when he meets um desai when oba meets desai he's finally able to have a conversation with himself and um actually like connect like for the first time he lament he um he reflects on the fact that Desai was Oba reflects on the fact that Desai was the first person that he was actually able to connect to in such a way that it actually gave him hope that it actually made him happy and that it actually made him feel something it made him feel that he was more than just that he was more than just a being in the world and and it made him feel that he wasn't just a ghost like despite all the struggles he was happy to get to this point and finally like meet somebody they could connect to it gave him so much hope that he decided to finally like stop running away from responsibilities and stop and like start trying to make the right choices um i'm not gonna spoil the ending but um again uh it's not the book is a, a tragedy for all intents and purposes um so take with that from what you will um and he finally is able to do that and i feel that that artistic change um for from ito wasn't just out of like hubris or trying to make it like really weird but i feel like um ito definitely like understood how personal the story was um to design and wanted to do that not in a way to kind of like make it seem pretentious or anything but as a way to kind of um, get to the intent of maybe what Desai wanted with the book. Maybe he was writing the story um, as a way to really reflect on himself and come to a point when he could love himself. Um, maybe he was just doing this as a way to like finally get things out. Maybe he wanted to do things in a way where he wanted to like maybe see how his life went. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the man. <laughs> uh, time, distance, and a lot of other factors like affect that. But um, in essence, that's what I really—that's um, what I really liked about the book is that, despite the fact that, um, is that um, so? I have to actually like, like uh, address this. Um, like while reading it, it's very easy to kind of fall into the idea that it's just misery porn. It's not. Um, it's definitely not, uh, I fucking hate misery porn, that's kind of why I'll never, like, see, like, Requiem for a Dream, Serbian film, like, literally any fucking rape revenge film, um, like, it always just feels like they're just trying to be provocative and shocking just for the sake of just trying to show you as much fucked up shit as possible, like, that's kind of why, like, as I've gotten older, I've moved away from a lot of Garth Ennis's works and, uh, Mark Millar's works, like, um, I've only read a Wikipedia summary, but I'm never going to fucking read the unfunnies because fuck that. Um, but, um, this has nothing, despite how triggering it is and how, like, 
potentially dangerous the book itself could be to other people. I've even been put in a very, like, not deep depressive state, but I have cried several times. It's moved me, like, emotionally. Um, despite all of that, it's not misery porn. I say that because it's a very, very personal book. It's a book that, while it's not exactly, um, it's a book that, while it's not exactly trying to be cheery and hopeful, it is a book that is literally just, um, a human being putting their heart and soul in everything, kind of just showing the world who they are, because that's art at the end of the day. Yes, I called it art. Fuck you if you don't think fucking comics can be art. Um... At the end of the day, that's kind of just art. Um, no matter what you do, like in your art, something is going to pour out. A, part, a piece of your soul is going to be out there in the world. And for Desire to commit this to pen and page, it it's very touching that he was able to be that vulnerable, even if it ultimately just kind of became a suicide note. It's it's hurtful. It fucking hurts that he was so fucking tormented in life that he that he was taken to the brink and you know it's fucking that he was beaten by his fucking demons and it's awful but um despite that the um biggest takeaway was the scene from um in my own head canon the um, manga actually in my head canon the manga ends when Desai um, resolute and leading a better life and being a better being a better person and finally confronting his demons and being able to say I will not be broken when he leaves the mental hospital when he's off to live off a be- live a better life despite the things he's done and the experiences he's had that he that he won't let them ultimately break him that's my idea of the ending for the book like i'm not gonna say what the actual ending is but when you get to it it's also fucked up but um the one hopeful spot i took from the book is that um when when uh, oba meets desai for the first time in the mental hospital um that's just kind of reflective of of just kind of how it feels to have fucking depression like you you can't connect with people. You can't fucking, like, get out of your own head and you want to seek any sort of joy and peace from others or things and that peace is always fleeting. The peace is not real. But um, as something I've personally had to say to myself, um, sometimes it takes the love of yourself to truly be able to reconcile some of your issues. Like, maybe it's just okay. Maybe it's good enough that you love yourself. If you can't find it from anyone else, like, what's the issue with loving yourself? Like, can't you be good enough? And that's what I felt when I read that, um, when I read that part, that while Desai tried his best to, like, finally, like, find love and attain peace and, like, finally feel something, it took that very hard, very reflective moment of telling himself, like, you are good enough, like, you are, like, you're a good person, despite the things that have happened, it's, it's okay, and you can fucking get through it, and, um, yeah, I, I, I like the book, it's honestly one of my favorite manga ever, and it's, um, 
and I really resonated with the personal, with the very deeply personal aspects to it, and I hate that it's, like, so fucking hard, but in all honesty, that's, that's the thing about it, is that it's, like, mental illness is hard, and to open yourself up to the world like that, even if no one else could, um, even if it's too late, it's kind of beautiful for all the pain and everything. So, uh, yeah, um, that's it. All right, I will catch you guys later. (laughs) Peace.